today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Donald Trump, of course, uh, is in the news again for all the wrong reasons. In a, uh, well, some consider it to be a fit of boastful oversharing, Donald Trump last week allegedly disclosed highly secretive code word information and details with Russian diplomats in the Oval Office. Remember that meeting he had with two high-level Russian diplomats? Uh, the American media were not allowed in that meeting. Only the Russian uh, media were there. And uh, this is being considered and characterized by many people as an astonishing intelligence leak to a foreign rival. And, of course, it's caused a furor, and, of course, Trump is on Twitter defending his action once again. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Laura Babcock, president of Power Group, who's been following this story for us. Good morning, Laura. How are you doing today? I'm well, but just listening to your setup for the interview, Bill, uh, it's, you couldn't—you really couldn't write this stuff. I mean, just thinking about that meeting where only the Russian media were allowed in into the Oval Office the day after he had fired the FBI director for a connection we now know to the because the Russia investigation. I mean, it really is the kind of stuff that I read when I'm you know, on the beach somewhere uh, reading a spy novel, except that you would put down the book and say, this cannot be true. This is too ridiculous. I cannot suspend disbelief any longer. And yet here we are. It really happened. Well, one of the people that was in the office that day was the Russian foreign minister, who is widely considered by many people in the Washington Circle to be a direct pipeline to to the Russian Secret Service. I mean, they they simply say he's a plant in Washington to try to garner information. Uh, so who better to go to than the president, I guess, if you want to do that? Well, and you know what? Effectively, top spy, right? Yeah. You know and so he's their top spy. He's inside of the Oval Office. Uh, the Oval Office, the White House staff, said they got tricked by the Russians with the whole release of the photographs. But all of it looks like the Russians did what, apparently they have more people involved in this kind of compromise, this kind of analyzing and setting people up and, and this kind of intelligence stuff than they have in the military. I mean, this is what they are best at, possibly. And so to get their top spy inside the Oval Office uh, with only Russian media and then to massage Trump's ego enough that he feels like he wants to brag to the big boys about kind of information that he has. I mean, it was described, the tone was described as boastful. And while some people say, oh, well, we don't know what he said or didn't say, what we do know from the Washington Post reports that hasn't been disputed is the fact that there were frantic calls that went out from the White House right after the meeting to the top of the NSA and the top of the CIA saying, uh-oh, uh, something was said in that meeting that could have, you know, these pretty dire impacts on your agencies or on your sources. So I mean, they're the ones who freaked out. They are the ones that reached out, I believe, to the Washington Post and said, you can't run with this, but holy cow, and the Washington Post, of course, thank goodness for robust investigative journalism, said, uh, yes, we can and we will. We're just going to make sure that we get some verification on it. So this happened at some level. H.R. McMaster, who probably had the most credibility in Trump's White House these days, went out last night in a technically parsed statement, a non-denial denial that did not address what the Washington Post was going after, but was able to deny other aspects of the meeting. Uh, and what ended up happening, of course, this morning when that wasn't being bought, you had Trump tweeting out, oh, yeah, well, I can say whatever I want. I'm the president. And he can. He, he's got absolute right to do this, Bill. But in the past, when presidents have decided to declassify information, they've gone through the proper channels, they've had discussions with their team, they've probably briefed allies, they've brought it to the United Nations. They didn't do it in a, oh, yeah, you think you, you, think you guys are cool? Look what I know. You know, it wasn't done this way. 
And and McMaster's words, I mean, let's parse those for just a second, because you say it was very intricately crafted. Uh, McMaster denied that, quote, intelligent sources and methods were ever discussed. The Washington Post story never said that. No, they, they said that, that there was sensitive information that was so sensitive that it was a for your eyes only for only certain elements of the intelligence community. In other words, not even members of the CIA and the National Security Council even knew about this stuff, yet Trump mouths it off to the Russians. And the only reason why the intelligence was given was with the proviso that it would not be shared with even allies. So you have him bragging to enemies about stuff that is too sensitive even for allies. So, it, you know, there are so many ways that this, this maps itself out. One is that, at very least, the Russians have the ability possibly now to track down the root of this source. And, and because we don't share, a lot of the Western democracies do not share the same agenda with Russia, especially in places like Syria, it's extremely disturbing. Now, you could also look at, you know, is ISIS going to say, hey, somebody, we got we know the town now, let's find the leaker. Uh, who's going to potentially lose their life over this? Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.